Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime, I am your host Peter, and on today's bonus episode, me and the J-Factor himself will be reviewing the, the recently aired Jujutsu Kaisen Zero prequel movie that we saw in our theater experiences. So Jay, thank you for joining me, you are my Jujutsu Kaisen expert, so I'm glad that you could join me. Um, I want to get your first impressions of the JJK movie and like your experience with like your theater, because a lot of people this is... One of the first couple movies that they've seen back since the pandemic, because, you know, in the United States, we beat it. So I uh, just want to see, like, your thoughts. Uh, we're both the manga readers of, as well. So just, like, your thoughts on, like, the adaptation and all that good stuff. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Pete. I'm super excited to review this, honestly. Um, yeah, so I read JJK Zero... Uh, probably about a year and a half ago, like a little, no, about a year ago, like right after the original run of the season ended, the first season. And basically, whenever the Demon Slayer movie came out, I was kind of like, if JJK gets a movie, they need to just go ahead and, like, it was sitting right there. Like, this is the perfect thing to adapt. And they did adapt it. And honestly, from the, the first five minutes of the thing i was pretty satisfied already i was like heck yeah as for my theater experience i went to a pretty like nice theater with like recliners and stuff like that got some chinese buffet beforehand with some friends and the girlfriend and that was fun um had a pretty quiet theater experience which was nice no people you know saying like erin jaeger or any <laughs> shit like that they were respectful of JJK, which is nice. That is and, nice. And uh, I know that some people on Twitter were talking about, like, like there were clips going around of people acting like a fool during certain scenes in JJK and talking about, like, hygiene and stuff like that. And honestly, I didn't experience any of the negativity. I think it's just Twitter inventing dudes to be mad at, as usual. Yeah. Um, I had a great time, honestly. Like... The only thing I will say is that I wish for the American release that they would have done something similar to, like, My Hero and other anime movies where they give you, like, a promotional booklet, a little, yep. like, maybe not Volume Zero necessarily, but maybe, like, the first chapter of Volume Zero, something like that. Because I noticed that in a lot of the overseas theaters, they, like, they had, like, Yuta's ID card you could get. They had, like, booklets that had some really sick original art in them and everything. And, yeah, I don't know. It's it's sad that uh, we missed out on that in the States, I feel. Yeah. Because I, 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 I went to the Batman, and I got, like, a promotional booklet, too. And that was, like, and that was like opening day. So, and I saw it on, I saw JJK on opening day, too. So, was really hoping for something like that as well. Just, you know, a little memento to, like... Hey, we saw like cuz a lot of people just wait for this to be on like streaming services or they'll pirate it off a of nine anime or something like that. And what I saw so far in the release, uh JJK has made like 16 million. It was the number 2 movie this week, which is impressive yeah. and it's just showing that we're this is going to be the trend going forward. We're only going to get more and more anime movies, which is good because we get more content, but I think we're going to see like longer droughts too between series even i mean something like jjk where it's big enough we're probably not going to have super drastic long um downtime but it's cool to see like we had shows like shirabako was in like theaters like stuff like that where 
these kind of like lower tier i should say lower tier that's the wrong word uh less popular anime are getting yeah. content and just seeing jjk in theaters um i don't know about you but my theater was sold out um i was also yeah, at one was, of those really nice theaters as well yeah um I, I remember the first time i saw like a anime movie i saw the konosuba movie and i was like there's gonna be like three people here and then I get into the theater and it's completely sold out. So it's one of the huge, yeah. one of the great things about Minnesota is that the anime fan base is massive and the theaters are always sold out. My theater going experience was hilarious though, because I saw it on Thursday, um, dating back to my Ooh. Irish roots, uh, that's St. Patrick's day. So, um, you know, had a couple, had a couple pops before going into the theater. And then I had a nice buddy of mine. Uh, he's like, Hey, um, are you interested in taking an edible? And I'm like, you know what? I don't really do that, but I'm kind of drunk. So, uh, this was a this was a first of mine of going into a movie. I'd say like eat not cross faded. I like. was cross faded. I was I was kind of faded. Um, probably not good enough to drive, and also taking that. So that was a very interesting movie going experience. But I'm not gonna lie, I was vibing. Uh, the people that I was with were vibing, and the theater was vibing. So. Overall, it was like a fantastic time. It's one of the best movie-going experiences I've seen. I think a lot of people, especially JJK, understand a lot of the references that happened because I think there's a few people that are probably coming into this blind without seeing season one. And it's just one of those cool experiences. Like, you know, when Toto shows up for the first time, everyone's like, my brother, or something like that. You, you hear like the whispers throughout the crowd. I was like, yes, yes, I'm with yeah, you. I, I'm I with you, my brother. Went. I literally went like, yeah, when Toto showed up. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It was just like a really good time. And it's, I think you can tell, and we might talk about this later, but just the vibe of something like JJK compared to something like uh, Mugen Train, where when I saw Mugen Train in theaters, I would say the average age of the theater was probably like 16. Where this... I would say the average age felt like twenties, the mid twenties. Yeah. So it, it felt like people like had like the respectfulness of being quiet in the, th in the theater, but at the same time, understanding the hype moments where it's okay to like, let go a little bit. And so that's yeah. just like what made um, JJK for me personally, like a really great movie going experience. And I'm just glad that I could get out with my friends and see, and see this, uh, this work that MAPPA did. Yeah. And honestly, I'm so happy that it came out. Like, there was so little delay for it compared to, like... I feel like Mugen Train, we waited, like, six months or something like that, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. And this was, like, uh, three, three? Three months, something yeah. like that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Not too pretty great. Honestly. Not too bad. Uh, I'm trying to... Because th I know there's definitely some movies that we had to wait a very long time for. I think Progressive was, like like three months as well and then but then like the violet Evergarden movie was like a year or so it's hit or yeah. miss depending on the franchise but i mean something if like the Yuri on ice movie ever comes out we'll be waiting like oh, a decade or something i, for ho that, I hope that's a theatrical release in like the theaters like yeah, that is one thing that insane. i feel like i need like uh the the sound just i need those big ass speakers going honestly into i feel like a I don't want to get too off topic, but after reading Oshinoko, I feel like a Yuri on Ice stage play would be very fun Ooh, to go to. <laughs> yes, the the revolving like theater thing that they have. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, you're tilling my senses. But not to get off topic, we're here to talk about JJK Zero. Um, 100%. Yeah, we're both pretty big fans. Jay is probably the biggest JJK fan that I know of. I think it's a, a fantastic show. It was my number six show of last year. So if that says anything, I'm not a manga reader just because of how much I thoroughly enjoy the anime. But I did read the Zero manga for this. Jay, on the other hand, is my superstar all-star where I will be using him as reference points because I probably miss, you know, a lot of the things that happened in it. So, Jay, I want to get your first impressions on the movie, the starting of Aki, or sorry, Utah Aki, what am I saying? Uh, Utah and just, um, I guess, like, the background of, like, what JJK is and, like, where we started from in the series. Yeah, so um, JJK Zero was actually made before... Gege Akatami, the mangaka behind it, knew that he was going to be serialized in Shonen Jump. It was originally just meant to be a one-shot, and you can kind of, you can sort of tell that a bit in, uh, in how the movie is structured. Um, some of the ideas that you might see in season one aren't necessarily present there in the prequel manga. Except for one thing, which I will discuss later. <laughs> um, so, what to say about this, honestly? Yuta is just such a different character than Yuji. And oh, oh, yeah. I appreciate it a lot. Like, I love Yuji a lot, but Yuta just... He kind of hits that, like... Shinji vibe. Okay, which, I w I wanted to bring this up. I mean, he's also he's voiced by the same voice actor. That makes a hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I I came out of the theater. I'm like, did you get like Shinji vibes from Utah? And everyone's just like, uh, no, not really. I'm like, wow, am I that far off? Okay, I'm glad no, I'm the voiced, only one. He's voiced by the same uh, voice actor as Utah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shinji. Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we start off, and we kind of just, you know, we got our boy Yuta in the same situation we started Yuji off with. Secret execution, uh, Gojo in the room with him, you know, cursed seals all over, that sort of thing. Um, Yuta is sort of like a baseline for Gojo of how he is going to treat his students like Yuji and Yuta going forward. Um, this character, this arc is pretty important to his character overall, I would say. I would say that Gojo is, like, the second most developed character in the by this. Um, besides Yuta himself, obviously. Uh, what did you, like, what did, how did you think, feel about the beginning with, like, them kind of just having just a cold open intro with him going to the school not like explaining not fully explaining yeah. the situation beforehand you, you, when you, i also forgot to mention the locker stuffing part My oh oh that. yeah <laughs> that, I, I really liked how it started like that um when you brought yeah. up one shot it makes a lot of sense i think like my biggest complaint with this movie is the pacing because i think over this span of this entire movie i think it's about a, a calendar year and yeah. th there were just some parts where it felt like Utah was, you know, he, we, we learned later, like his powers, like he's a descendant of like a powerful sorcerer and stuff like that. So like, it makes sense. Like in the context, it makes sense. 
But um, when we're like learning it for like the first time, there were issues where I felt like he was just like a bullied kid with like insane power. And then all of a sudden he's like sparring with Maki and he's just like toe to toe with her. I'm like, um, like how did this come upon like so fast? And yeah. other, that's like, it's like very small because like it didn't really like negatively affect it too much because I thought a lot of the other aspects that I was watching was just so enjoyable. Like first yeah. impressions, Utah, um, not the state. I, I think I said that, but um, I just, he, I, I like the characters like this where we, I can kind of see like, he's kind of like the down in the dumps getting bullied, picked on and having being reserved in a sense where he, it's hard to open up, especially with the girl that he loved, I guess his, his adolescent love was killed before his eyes. And you can see kind of like how he's distancing himself. But it's not like he's, like, this shut-in neat loser, which I'm a big fan of, like, Utah has, especially with the help of Gojo, like, breaking out of that shell. And I think, like, Maki is also a huge part of that as well with her character and just getting him out in the open. So I like the character structure of that. I like that aspect yeah. of it. Um, But, like, really, I don't know if this is a hot take because it's, it's not like it was bad, but I thought, like, this to me the movie's just kind of broken up into two halves. We have like the beginning school training, and then we have like the the, the showdown with Ghetto. Yeah, the night the night parade of one hundred demons. Yes. I thought the first half, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bored. I felt that I really liked the pacing more in the manga, where it didn't seem like like because obviously you can read at your own pace and you can get through the stuff that I found it's important, but to me, it just felt like it was dragging a little bit. And then... Would you count the Maki and Inumaki missions as part of the first half or the second half? Um, the Maki's, the Maki for sure the first half. Yeah, I think like the, the uh, Inumaki, like that is like the end of the first. Okay. And then we kind of like, because that's like... That's when like Utah like shifts gears in my opinion. Like he he yeah. he he takes it to the next level where he shows his skills. He's no longer needs to be babysit. I felt like at that point where he could kind of yeah, take care of his that, own. We have that whole moment of like him choosing not to let Inumaki just sacrifice himself for him and whatnot. Which yeah. uh, shout out to Inumaki. Um, didn't I, I felt like he didn't get enough screen time in season one. And this just shows off so much of him. I, man, he might have been my favorite character in this movie. I had a great time watching him. How do you feel about his design in this movie compared to his design in season one? I, I'm like trying to the think. Hair specifically, I suppose, because he has like the bowl cut in season one, and it's more of like spiked, I guess. Yeah, it's like blown back, I suppose. I, I, I like I like movie more. Uh, I'm a, I, yeah. I, I think I like movie more, and. We kind of got like a little bit of the backstory with his cursed speech that it's like, mm -hmm. this is like very rare, like not many sorcerers. I think that they list like, there's like 16, like, what are they like S class curses or something like that? I don't know how yeah. to describe it. And like cursed speech is one of them. So I thought that was really cool that like, I could get the power background a little bit of Inumaki. Yeah. He's pretty interesting in general. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to talk without going into spoilers for other stuff is the thing. Mm -hmm. but, uh, no, I get it. 
I think he's ranked like number five or six or something on the popularity polls. Like he's pretty up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my other complaint, my last like minor complaint with this movie, and I said this about Sorter Online Progressive as well, that this kind of felt like the TV show playing on the theater screen in terms of the visualization. I think there's parts in the second half where it kind of blew me away that there was a lot of these soccer moments are just like, Oh shit. Like now we're talking. Yeah. But I didn't really feel like, like there's aspects of like, say we say about Mook and train. I think that there were aspects of the visualizations in that where it was a step above the TV show. And that's why I was getting there. Were the first half of JJK zero, I didn't really feel that. And I was kind of hoping for a little bit more, I guess, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, the, it's a yeah. visually stunning series. I get what you mean. It's just, I just don't, yeah. like, I'm not trying to make excuses. Maybe I just don't expect, like, I don't expect the ufo level thing from anything yeah. but, like, ufo or, like, maybe Kyo animation, Kyoto animation, you know? Like, MAPPA is great. Like, they're very good. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't expect that level of like visual, like, you know, ecstasy <laughs> that fucking UFO gives. I guess to me, it's not like the polish because like, like they, like JJ or sorry, Demon Slayer and like your name, like they are like very no, polished, like, pretty it's like looking. The high, it's like the high points more or less. Yeah. Like, thinking about like the flames in, in, you know, Demon Slayer or like mm -hmm. just, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. It's I just, like, I wish the got... highs don't really like the, re when it's at rest, they're comparable, mm -hmm. but the high points of like your fate or your Demon Slayer, or or a bit higher than yeah JJK or JJK zero yeah I I, yeah I guess I was kind of hoping for like some of the moments we get in the second half maybe have one in the first I think one's kind of close like when we see like uh Utah and uh, when like Rika comes out for like the real first time to defeat the thing at the school I thought that was yeah. pretty cool but like I wasn't like blown away I feel like that could have been a moment where I could have been like holy shit because I got holy shit moments in the second half. And that's all. Like it just, I, I guess that would have um, kept my brain a little bit more stimulated in the first half because it's obviously slower. It's dialogue heavy. We're getting the backstories of people and stuff like that, and it makes sense. I just, to me, that's just kind of where like I, like a spark Honestly, or something. I think Mappa might have been like Gojo's not really in the first half. Save the animation budget for the second yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because when do you like, get, when he does the eye thing, it's just like yeah. Like, whenever he's oh. like, I'm busy right now. Holy shit, bro! Do you remember that? Like, I think there's like a Twitter post when the Batman came out, and then when um Catwoman appeared for on the screen, and there's like a Twitter post that says like, I heard a girl audibly like moan when she came on screen. I heard somebody moan when Gojo appeared for the first time. I was just like, girl, please. Like, he's a 2D character, but she's like, oh. And it was like dead silence. Like, everybody heard it. And everyone's like, I don't know. That shit was so funny. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really like liked... for real. Yeah, I was like, okay, girl. Like, I get you. Like, he's an attractive man. But when you got to keep that to yourself when you're in a dead quiet theater. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I guess it was it was great. Um, I think if we want to move on to like 
because like the the first half is like important like it's it's part of the world building it's part of the storytelling for it but i think like the climax moments are towards the second half of the movie do they cover like how'd you feel about like rika and yuta's relationship in the first half like i mean it's very anime-esque you know like the promise trope of romance anime you know when you're kids like if you're not 21 you'll marry me right that type of thing and i'm kind of like numb to it i guess because i've seen it so much in anime whether it's just like a pinky promise or in this case it's like a ring however i loved how they implemented the ring to the power which is um very unique because it makes sense with how they can like imb- like you see it later with Utah with the sword that they can um like empower physical items with cursed energy. And so while the trope was silly, they kind of expanded on it, which I give it props for. And that's what that's why I like a lot of times when I see like simple basic tropes, it's whatever, and like I'm fine with it. But when they do something like even something this isn't like complex or anything, but it's just that, that little bit of detail that, like, shows, like, okay, like, yeah. you're doing more with it. Like, this isn't just to promise the, whatever, the marriage when they're older or something like that. Like, it has meaning. It has use. And it becomes, the, like, a symbol. Oh, my God. Somebody's fucking, thank you. Holy shit. <laughs> that scared me. They, they love my uh, take so much. They're honking hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it becomes kind of like a symbol of his strength, both metaphorically and literally whenever it's what he channels his power through Mm -hmm. which he gets from you know his love for her Mm -hmm. um yeah i gotta say the fucking just the whole flashback scene with like her getting hit by the car and shit was just like dang dude that sorry yuta that's tough that's a tough thing to go through I, I did oh. like um that Utah wasn't like this oblivious character either. Where like in the hospital he's like, Well, maybe I cursed her and then it comes back to show like, no, he did do that. I thought that was kinda mm-hmm. unique. I don't really see where like the main character is like right like that. Yeah. And to make it so like there's a twist at the end. So it's like, nah, Utah figured it out. Like props to him, which is yeah. another reason why I mean for as much as I love Yuji, I I'm a big Yuta guy now. Like I'm a big, big fan. How did you feel? Yeah. How did you feel about um? Because it, it's not really shown in the in the movie, but like the background of like Rika and Yuta and stuff like that. Because you said something interesting before recording that I think is important. Yeah. So in the a lot of the some of the not a lot of this added stuff but specifically the hospital scene where they show the meeting is actually an added scene that wasn't in the original manga it started off as a um like an author's blurb on like a side page at the end of a chapter uh just basically giving some information about rika in general and let me actually I'll be right back. I'm gonna go grab my volume. Alright, while while Jay goes and grabs his volume, we're gonna do some you know dialogue dumping right now. Uh you know, if you like what me and Jay are saying, we have a Discord. We have a link to all of our social medias in the description below. And if you want, you can come join and talk anime with us, talk manga with us, talk TV shows, everything, sports, especially with March Madness right now. So if you go into the description below, you can find all of our links in the link tree. 
I just want to say thank you. Um, I just got back from anime detour. I met a lot of people. If you were there, hello. Uh, it's nice to see you in person, and it's nice to meet everybody that was at the convention. But I just want to get that dump out of the way. Jay, take nice. it from here. Good timing. So, Rika and Yuta met in a hospital whenever Yuta had pneumonia. That much is somewhat clear in the movie. He's like obviously walking around with a cough and everything. So you can assume he has some kind of respiratory illness. Um, but they don't really go into why Rika was there. And the reason why Rika was there is because, to give some background, she essentially lived alone with her dad for a long time because her mother passed away suddenly at some point. But what happened to get her into the hospital was her and her dad went on, like, a camping trip, and she was found alone at their campsite, like, covered in blood, with him nowhere to be found. And they also mention in that blurb that Rika's grandmother believes that Rika killed her parents. So, kind of an interesting thing for them to... Like, I'm not sure if they wanted to leave that out just because they felt it wasn't really relevant, or if they're not wanting to go there with the character, but it's definitely an interesting, like, side addition to the character of Rika, who is definitely, like, the character in the movie we more or less no least about obviously because she dies like before it starts so mm. yeah I, that was very interesting because it kind of just like maybe was she even she might have been cursed like prior like who knows like mm -hmm. i don't know is it i don't know if it's like in the jjk where you could have like multiple curses on one person at a time but that would be like an, i don't know because of like utah in how i guess like his lineage yeah. If he has the power to like curse somebody who's also cursed already, so I don't know that power system. Um, I don't know if that's ever explained in JJK. I don't know if that's spoilers or not, so I don't want to get into that. But kind of me theory crafting in my head a little bit. I've been getting some elaboration on a few things that are talked about in the movie in the recent manga chapters. I won't go into detail about them because it's spoilers, obviously, like a lot, but uh. Y'all should read the JJK manga. It's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, like if we weren't getting a season two, I would like a thousand percent it. But I just enjoy I, the I enjoy I the anime you. too much, and I'm yeah, I'm an anime first guy. I think sure. we covered most of the first half. Okay. Um, oh, I also, I kind of wanted to touch on your sorry, sorry. No, go for you. it. I kind of want to touch on your thing about uh, Yuta's training arc and it being kind of sudden. Mm -hmm. I will say that I think out of the three or out of the people he's training with, I think the three he has are probably the best teachers out of all of the people at Jujutsu High. Because we see Panda... Panda trains... U Panda and Maki both train Yuji in the first arc, right? Yep. And a, a little-known thing about Inumaki is that in the fan book, he is given the highest, like, athletics rating apart from Maki and Yuji, two people who have supernatural strength. So, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just like, you know, they train intensely every day and he has good teachers. And he's also a prodigy, as shown later on by some of the things he does. A hundred percent. It's like, it's like at the time, I'm like, yeah, I definitely, this is I definitely like, get what you mean. But it's like, hey, your great grandpa was like one of the top three like sorcerers in Japan. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like, you know, bloodline and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, I get it. Just at the time, it was just like, huh? Yeah, no, I get it. it. It 
it feels a little bit weird at the time, but with the logic that they give in the second half, I agree. It definitely yeah. explains it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess for me, when it started really picking up uh, was the Inumaki and Utah fight against, um, I guess, Ghetto's little, um, was it like a level one curse that he controlled? And yeah. to me, I loved it for a few reasons. Uh, Inumaki sort of showing like, I really liked like the, the, the senpai kohai hierarchy of like Japan and like Inumaki, like really stepping up, like showing that like, I'm going to take care of like this guy. Like it's not his fault that he's here. Um, this was supposed to be on me. So like, don't die because of this situation. And I thought that was like really cool that he's just like, nah, I'm going to take this out real quick. Like you do you, my man. Like, but then mm -hmm. Utah's just like, nah, man, we're a team. And I just love that shit. I eat that shit up for breakfast. It was just, yeah, it just shows like the purity of like these guys. It's like, yeah, they're fighting for the same cause. Yeah. Yeah. We're both in a tricky situation, but like, let I don't know. It's not really like deus ex machina of like, let's just, let's work with the power of friendship and we can do it. It was like the strategy behind like what they were doing was just so, so cool. Plus Inumaki's curse is just it's so godlike. Like back to the Aoi and Yuji fight against Hanami in the first, you know, just like, like honestly, it, it's one of those things where it just showcases that JJK is the best anime to watch if you want to watch people jump other people. <laughs> <laughs> no they, they definitely uh, have the have that how did you feel about that fight because um i loved it honestly i really liked the atmosphere in that scene too like the green coloring and lighting and everything mm -hmm. was really like i liked the the way they did the fish spirits at the beginning like, yeah swarming around and stuff that was really cool honestly i i liked it a lot too and just like them getting there and then being like, where is he at? Oh, he went shopping. Like, that, like, I like him just, like, walking away while somebody is explaining stuff because he's like, I already know all of this shit, man. Like, mm -hmm. I'm the highest ranked person in our team, actually. I I'm just going to go get this done real quick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it just because, you I, going back to the manga, you can tell that this was written... I don't know, uh, maybe a few years before GGK got serialized because the art in Zero is just fine. Like, to me, it's just, like, it was okay. Where it is now, it's, like, leaps and bounds of where it started, which is kind of cool to see. Like, especially if you ever read, yeah. I'm a sick plug because my favorite thing of all time, Berserk, you can definitely see where Ode, or, uh, where Miura started and then where Berserk got to. You can see that with JJK, and Zero was the first work. Yeah, a and similar just, thing to Berserk is like Fruits Basket. It's the same, you know, when you t when you have Berserk in a conversation, you got to mention Fruits Basket. I mean, they they're, have, they're you also see them develop. They're two, hand in hand. Two top tier romances. I I get it, and we deal deal with like yeah. spirit animals and stuff like that. So I mean, well, they're very they similar. Have, but I I just thought they they blew they blew me away with th this is where I they agree. stepped up. Um, yeah. You you can take it's a pretty clear difference, honestly. Yeah, you can take the slice of life elements that they have and the drama elements that they have in the beginning and animated whatever, because it's it's not going like it's not like the scenes that matter in terms of the animation. And this is where it started to me started to pick up where I'm invested in what I'm visually seeing. Um I felt like the soundtrack started picking up. I we didn't even touch on that. The soundtrack in the show this movie was 
sound I design in general like I loved it they, oh. at the beginning whenever yuta first walks in the classroom mm -hmm. and like his foot touches down the bass was so intense on that my theater shook damn like, <laughs> i wasn't it wasn't that hard for me but i you could feel the omniance of like what i was hearing and what i was feeling with the sound and i, I thought the yeah. ed was great but back to like the actual fight i it was just like everything I want. The the impact Agreed. was there. The characters were there. Like how the fight was structured, I thought was just great. Everything about that. That's where it's like, yeah, this is kicking in the gear. This is this is what I'm here for. This is Jujutsu Kaisen. This is what I fell in love with. Mm. And then we start getting into the ghetto stuff, like right afterwards, because we kind of see him like hiding in the shadows in that fight, and yeah. start start developing like the main villain. How do you feel about Ghetto as like um like a villain antagonist uh, character in JJK? Dude, honestly, um, I'm hoping that it get this gets more people curious to either you know watch the first season or even read the manga because he's a really well developed character even in just this. I feel like um. The added scenes that they have with him, I feel really help flesh out his character, especially his relationship with Gojo. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy him a whole lot. And it's like, you know, I'm hoping people are wondering, huh, why Why is this guy in the first season? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was a little confused by the ending um, because, like, nobody like dies yeah. it seems like i was just like all right um yeah but that uh, that's the <sighs> how are you feeling about ghetto though like did you because obviously you know he's got his whole like calling humans monkeys thing which yeah is pretty like funny in a way but also yeah yeah we have like the i don't know what what, what would we call he's not a racist like what is he He's like a jujitsu supremacist. Supremacist, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like, he is racist, but it's more like he just believes that, like, his. I guess it's more of, like, classist, isn't it? Like, he yeah, believes his yeah. class of people are better than. It doesn't matter any. Like, an African sorcerer would still be superior to an African non sorcerer. A Japanese non sorcerer, to him, yep. I'm sure. Well, I mean, he does have Miguel on his team. Yeah, so, he has yeah, a Ke he has literally. a Kenyan on his team. Yeah. Which was cool. Um, the. F I don't know how not many anime like reference Africa, and so it's like, and the fact that we, we'll get to it at the end, but the fact that they are in Africa, I thought was super dope at the end. Um, yeah, Ghetto, I would honestly love like a spinoff where we see like, or even just like an information book where we mm -hmm. see sorcerers from different parts of the world and how they do shit. Yeah, um, I'm trying to, in terms of like the JJK antagonist so far. I like him more than Mahito. I think. Uh, I like, he's kind of, he's pretty fleshed out. I'm a big fan of like his actual like power system of just like collecting curses was, mm -hmm. was unique. And I like that it's like in each different fight, he kind of was like throwing out different ones and using them for like different, um, use cases, like the four winged Pelican for like transportation yeah. and just like, yeah, he's using everything to his abilities. And so I, I like that. I want to see more. Um, him and Gojo are just like super gay for each other, so that was really fun. Um, yeah, they, one they, thing they... I didn't like was they changed a line with Gojo and Ghetto at the end. Was he says, or he gives Yuta his ID card back, 
and Gojo or Yuta is like, oh, you found my ID card. And Gojo goes, no, I didn't find it. My best friend did. My only one. And in the manga, originally, what he says, and it's just a translation thing, so I'm not docking points or anything, but in the manga, he says, my best friend did, and then he says, my one and only, which is so much fucking gayer than saying my only one. Yeah. Like. This reminds me of, like, the, did you watch Neon Genesis? Uh, yeah, I've watched parts of it. It's like the Shinji and Karu thing, where it's just like... Yeah, yeah. I was just like, no, they're, like, super gay for each other, but then they, they change the translations, especially in, like, the Netflix sub. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we're friends. It's like, uh, I mean, are you? Yeah, I guess in a way, but I, I think there's <laughs> I think there's a little bit more motive to that, but I... Yeah. Because Gojo is very... For how, like, flamboyant and extroverted it is, at the same time, he's, like, a very private and um, closed person. And to see, like, kind of, like, the background with him and Ghetto and, um, who's the third dude? Uh, Shoko, the doctor. Yeah, the doctor, yeah. And kind of see, like, their background where, like, they were... Like, team, cla- like we got yeah yeah like their classmates like it's like how maki uh inumaki panda and yuta are it's like that was them mm. like what would that be i don't know like 10 years ago or something like that and... it's almost like i hate to compare it because you know the motherfuckers always say it but it's almost like naruto where you see like kakashi's team and stuff and it's yeah like... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it draws influence from stuff like that. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, they, they de- it's de- there's definitely team elements in JJK, especially news in season one. Shonen, sh- what? Shonen is taking from Shonen more news at eight. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, and what? And ice is cold. Um, yeah, yeah. I I just I I liked it. It was it was a nice fleshed out background. Um, it it definitely makes me. I think I want to know more about Gojo than ghetto because it's like is he closed off because of like what happened with him and ghetto mm-hmm. or it was he right. always like this and it sounds like the next arc for jjk is a background for gojo so is yeah. that is that right yeah 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 uh slight spoilers but the next arc is going to give a lot more information about gojo and ghetto and as well as some other the past of some other people we've met so yeah should be pretty good. Uh, what did you think of their breakup scene? It was. I would. I would also like to say that people have tra- tracked down exactly where they broke up, and it is in front of a KFC. Wow. Um. That's whole. That's. That, I mean, props to whoever figured that out. Like that's that's. Yeah, a, it's like a big meme in the community. Actually, <laughs> it's like if you take your girl to KFC, you know it's over, type of thing. Yeah. Um, literally. Yeah, it was, I would say it's fine. Um, I guess I was more invested in, like, their background in terms of, like, being, like, a team and their friendship and stuff like that, where I I don't know how I feel about it, because, like, I feel like if Ghetto died at the end, I feel like it would have more, like, impact, but he's not dead, and they're just, like, friends kind of but like enemy i don't know it reminds me just like there's just so many like different anime that i can think of where it's like the exact same trope i know but it's like it's like guts and griffith to me it's just like best friend you don't think he was dead at the end no i don't i don't think ghetto's dead 
Uh, well, Gojo thinks he is dead, is what yeah. we should say. Go Gojo for sure thinks he's dead. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm assuming it's because, uh, well, does he have the scar on his head in the movie? I'm trying to think. No. No. He okay. So, like, obviously, that's like Mojito. There's some shit and... going on there. There's some. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I mean, he's like. It's, he's... it's sus. It's sus, is what I'll say. Because he's, like, stitched up in season one. And, yeah. you know, Mojito stitched up. So, like, I'm a. You know. There's some stuff going on. It's kind of complicated and obviously spoiler talk. So, I don't want to. Re- Either wait for season two or read the manga, listeners. Okay, is all I'll say. I'm just throwing out assumptions here because I've only seen the uh, yeah, anime. Get, yeah. I'm trying very hard not to like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the climax of the movie. Uh, well, let me ask oh, you. So, okay, okay. Before okay. we move on, sorry. Okay. What did you think specifically of the question? Are you the strong? Are you Gojo? Are you Satoru Gojo because you're the strongest, or are you the strongest because you're Satoru Gojo? Oh, I didn't, I didn't think that deep. Because um, that is something that in that line influences Gojo's psychology from the moment he hears it, more or less. Okay, can I hear your thoughts on it? Because I think I'm pretty. It's kind of like yeah, it's ghetto questioning, like. Are you yourself because of your role? Like, did you earn your strength more or less? Or mm-hmm. are you who you are because of your role in society? Like, are you Gojo because you're the hero of, the, like, you're the biggest hero in the world? Or are you the biggest hero in the world because of the person you are? Like, are you just, it's him asking, like, are you just doing, are you playing the hero because of society, or are you playing hero because you genuinely want to help people? Mm-hmm. That's like Ghetto's moment where he's basically saying, you know, if you come with me, we can fucking just murder literally everybody. And don't get, like, don't get it twisted. In JJK, they do straight up state, Gojo could kill everybody in his world if he wanted to by himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I think it's I think it's pr- shown pretty clear the the power level of Gojo and yeah he's way way further than even the like special grades. Um, is there is there a classification for him? He's special grade along with Yuta and Geto. Okay, and another a fourth person we actually see in season one, but most people probably missed it. Ooh, uh, yeah, and, ooh, um, spicy. Because mm-hmm, I missed mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I also really enjoyed them including, like, Gojo, you know, like, his POV where he's going like that. Sorry, very good audio content, but yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. hand sign Gojo makes. But, uh, like, just him, you know, not wanting to kill his best friend despite thinking about the path he's going on. There's just... Gojo and Ghetto's relationship is one of, in my opinion, it's one of the better written parts of JJK. It's super tragic. Like, even if you don't look at it from a romantic lens, like, just losing somebody who knew you that well, who could relate to you on that level, man, is a very tough thing. And it shows Gege's writing chops that he could draw do a fucking relationship that well. Shonen usually doesn't get like that. Oh, for sure. God, I want you to read Berserk so bad, because this is, it's like, th- this is Guts yeah. and Griffith, like, 100%. Okay, like, I mean, hey man, we'll work. We'll work on it. I just got to get one of the volume, uh, like 
physical volumes, mm-hmm. you know. Like I want those things directly behind your head. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's get to the climax cuz this is where oh, yeah. I felt like this I is long enough about gay shit. Let's yeah. go. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like this is where Mappa's like yo, we got like 100 100 million yen. We're going to use 75 million yen in these like 25 mm. minutes. Let's fucking go. Because I thought it was just a pure Yes. Like I was snorting lines. Somebody was like, I don't know, giving it was me like shots. 45 minutes of fan service. Oh, it was everything like I wanted. Back. It was everything I wanted. I thought the setup was I thought it was fun. I thought like the the trap that ghetto set was a little predictable, but I was too busy just like let's fucking go like the the, the clash yeah like, i don't know why they chose to just leave you to buy himself yeah that was a weird choice in my opinion yeah like, you think you just like okay hey we're about to have this fight you know we know the targets utah you stay at school it's like what put them well, off I, put them I, off like i guess it's because they they believe that because he mentions they still believe that he can't absorb bound curses okay because he said that whenever he was younger so they wouldn't because it it gets elaborated on later but ghetto never like he never really had the trust that other people had for the jiu-jitsu society more sure so it makes sense that he would kind of keep a you know trump card up his sleeve like that i suppose okay i got so them not knowing that it kind of makes sense I wish that they would have had, like, maybe one other person besides Maki there on guard duty. Even, like, a mook or something like that. You know, like, just some random. But I guess they kind of do show him, like, walking. Like, don't they show him, like, blowing people's heads up as he's walking towards the school or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he, there's, like, um, there's, like, guards or whatever, like. Yeah, so uh, I guess they did have some just faceless it, yeah, people they there. Insert but... bodyguard A and insert bodyguard B chilling at yeah. the front and then just, like. And then they popped them like a zit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of like the... Um, we got, like, the backstory on, like, the two girls a little bit. Where, like, yeah. how jujitsu sorcerers are kind of treated, like, elsewhere. Which I thought was, like, a cool touch. Like, hey, mm-hmm. the North is, like, classes against jujitsu sorcerers and stuff like that. And you see that, I like... I will say, for my anime onlys, this is a big part of Nobara's character. Because which, she is from the same country area... A similar country area to where they are from. Yeah. And her grandmother is also a sorcerer. Okay. that I mean, that makes, like, a lot of sense. I'm a, I, want, I don't want to ask that question. It might be a spoiler or something like that. But I'd really like to see, like... DM it to me, and I will tell you if it is a spoiler or not. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll get, to, I'll get to that later. You... <laughs> okay, okay, that okay, works you talk, for me. You, you, no, you okay. talk, you talk, you talk. So, yeah, we meet these girls, and essentially, like, they're being kept in a cage, more or less. And Ghetto finds them and just murders their whole village and is like, yeah, you know, you don't have to deal with that. You know, people are fucked up. Uh... We get a little bit of background on, like... We get a little bit of world-building in that sense, yeah. Okay. Like, we get a bit of world-building into how country jiu-jitsu is different compared to city jiu-jitsu. Gotcha. Like I said, a lot of it is related to Nobara's character. Okay. I I just... It's it's just interesting, because, like, you take stuff like My Hero, where if you have a quirk, like... Oh, I guess in that sense, uh, there's so many people with quirks, it's like, whatever. Maybe, like, X-Men, 
where like yeah. it seems like everybody hates mutants for like the most part it's like mm-hmm. very, maybe not everybody but like i'll say it's more that they don't like mutants than less and then but like in this area it's like i kind of got the feeling where like it's like sorcery is like pretty like not frowned upon but like in this specific area like why is this specific area hate jujitsu sorcerers because i'm assuming it's something like i don't know maybe uh, 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 do i do a twilight reference well keep in mind that um they mentioned that people using like jujitsu improperly can curse other people like, yeah they mentioned inumaki had cursed other people by accident and stuff so I assume it's probably superstition involving. It's just like, I mean, it's like look at the Salem witch trial. That's exactly what like I was that, like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. honestly, like it's really just that sort of shit. Except instead of being mass hysteria, these people actually do have magical powers yeah. and can like make you hang yourself. In the case of this girl or some shit like Wait, that. Wait, Jay, you know? are you saying that witches aren't real? Uh, I plead the fifth. Not, you know, I'm not trying to get hexed by a portion of our audience. Yo, shout out um, to all my wish listeners. Yeah, it would be cool if it was. Like, I don't. I, yeah, I'm agnostic on it. Let's just. <laughs> how did how did you feel about like the setup for this this fight and like um, just like I don't know, maybe like the tactics and stuff like that with everything that was set up. I liked for this. it a lot, honestly. Like. I liked seeing all the, uh, you know, jujitsu sorcerers from Jujitsu High show up. Like, just seeing them all lined up, getting ready, and everything was super cool. I lo- especially like the named characters, like how they would like, you know, they showed like Mei Mei on the roof with all the crows and stuff like that. They showed uh, Kusakabe and Ino with the sword. With uh, like Ino is the guy with the mask, the mask, like, yeah, punching shit. Kusakabe is the guy with the samurai sword. And uh I like that guy. I wish we got some more Kusakabe? screen time. With that. Yeah, Kusakabe. I wish we got a little bit more um, screen time with that guy. He has a fucking volume cover for some reason. Like he has like one of the hardest volume covers in JJK for some <laughs> reason. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just like I like the um I, I I compare it to like Mob Psycho where like you have during series parts, you still have you mix a little bit of the comedy, and yeah, Eno's, Eno's like fucking up people, and then he kind of just like stops. And then the Kuzakami's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, keep going. I love stuff like that. That was like a hilarious, yeah. like, you could tell, like, they're, they're the comfort, like, the dynamic between these two, like, mm-hmm. you know, and this, this dude's a, a hard ass fanboy, yeah, yeah. I liked him. Be- I love his Nanami fanboyism where he's like, why did they have to send Nanami to Kyoto? I was, I'm going the fuck off right now. Yeah. Like, he was going to get to see me shine. <laughs> yeah. I liked that a lot. And honestly, the I feel like the Kyoto portion of it kind of stole the show for me a little bit. Like, mm. seeing them all work together. Like, I liked what was going on in the ground in Shinjuku, but, like, seeing, like, Nanami do the fucking five black flashes was insane mm-hmm. like seeing toto show i wanted them to do more with toto is what i'll say like it was still cool but he didn't even like use his curse technique or anything you know it was very brief yeah like you saw uh miwa do her sword thing my shoot her gun uh the robot with the laser beam and then toto is yeah. just like 
I got to get back because my girl's going to be on TV, which was that, funny. I mean, that, was, that was great, though. Yeah, yeah like, like that that that's Toto in a nutshell. But I I mean. It would have been cool to see him boogie woogie. Yeah, like just say like boogie woogie in the cut or something. In the in the first season, they specifically mentioned during that event that he used he's only the only time he ever used his curse technique was at that event against a special grade cursed spirit. So it's like you really just teased us so much there, and there was other stuff that they hinted at that I thought they might show, but it's fine. Like one of the characters that was mentioned was is somebody who hasn't really been shown in the anime yet, so I don't really blame them for not animating him at the moment. Okay. How'd you feel about, like, the no-names they had that were getting some, like, Sakuga moments and stuff, too? Like, just random people, you know, doing shit. It felt, like, to me, like, one of those things where people do, like, a... I'm not saying this in a bad way necessarily, but like you know how like movies or something will do a Kickstarter and will be like, pay this much to have your OC in the movie. It felt like like whenever they have like the blonde guy who did like the UG style punch on the spear and it was like a whole Sakuga moment, I was like, Why are, like what why does this random get so much animation? Yeah, from, you know. Now now that you put... I think he gets eaten anyway. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things where like um, you're way more invested than I am in JJK, and that's something that like stuck out to you. Where Probably, me, yeah. the, the casual JJK fan, where that didn't really stick with me in my head. I was more focused on like it didn't bother me or anything really, but it was just something. Yeah, I guess as like a hardcore fan, it's just something I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I was more focused Sorry. on like I don't know the swag of Miguel, like just dripping. Yeah. Like that boy, that boy's a walking shower with how hard he's dripping. And I just, the, the setup and everything like that. And I also like the, the, the sisters where they like, that they like had everybody hung before mm-hmm. um the other class show. Up. I was like, damn, like I was, cause like the whole time they're like, kind of like, she's like always on her phone and I want to go eat crepes and stuff like that. And like, obviously those are the characters where like, obviously they're messing with ghetto. Like they're on some next level shit. But, like what is right. their next level shit? And I was thinking like, yeah. I thought she was going to use something with, like, her phone. And then you see that they have, like, five Jujutsu Kaisen um, sorcerers hung. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. Well, like the other girl actually does use her phone for her curse technique. What, what, One of what, them uses what is the it? rope. The, there's the I, rope with the, the quiet girl. And then the, the quiet girl, girl does use the rope. And then I believe that the, like, I think that the other girl... Her ability is more or less like she can take a photo of you with her phone, and it like I think it like cuts off wherever like like the edge of the photo will like Ooh. cut you cut you off wherever she takes a photo. Okay. If you notice, whenever like whatever uh, Ichiji tells them, like Ichiji tells them, you know, it's not too late to turn around, and they're getting ready to fight. If you notice. The girl like handles her noose, and the other one puts her phone, and they have like mm-hmm. the the curse flash from her cell phone camera. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they get a little bit more character development later on too. So okay, cool. I it's like I, I hope those are those are reoccur- that, maybe not reoccurring characters, but uh, I hope they pop up again. Like they do pop. Yeah, they're minor, but they do pop up again. Yeah, I, I thought they played that role of minor uh, threat pretty well. Yeah, I liked, honestly, all of his family was pretty cool. I wish we would have seen more of, like, 
heart heart nipple pasties guy or something <laughs> like that. Oh know? yeah, the clown looking dude. He didn't really. Yeah. You see him in like, like at the meeting. Yeah, that's the about meeting. It, really. then, is he involved they also in the like fight? A, He's there, but he doesn't do anything. Okay, like, they also that's what had I like the guy, the guy with like the beanie and the scar on his eye and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have hearts on your nipples? That's a great question. There are children around. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> I I got a story out for not the podcast about that, but <laughs> nice. Um, um I, I mean the 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 soccer moments that we got with like ghetto, or not ghetto, uh, Gojo just like. Nine hit, com- nine, nine hit comboing like just like they were playing Tekken at yeah the point, basically dude that was just I love those moments where like this yeah. is so fleshed out this is so well animated directed um, also, how, the impacts of the punches were just like oh my god like I could feel it in my chest I yeah it was train. the same thing with uh whenever like Panda busts through the fucking wall, wall yeah. against Ghetto and like his eyes glowing red and stuff. That was so, so sick. Yeah, like, yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like the, I definitely agree with you on the second half of the movie overall being better. I liked some of the like I liked the first half quite a bit just from char- characterization standpoint, but the meat of it is definitely the Night Parade of One Hundred Demons. I Which is just that. what a great like arc title. That's yeah. I mean, it's actually based off of an uh, like a Japanese folklore. That, that makes sense. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. The guy that uh, Yuta is related to is like a real ghost. Well, real ghost in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like he's there are actually three great like vengeful spirits in Japan that you can look up, and they're a basis of jujitsu in that world too. Didn't one of the rocks just crack and there's one of those spirits is supposed to like be released? I think the, the one that got released was actually the um the one he summoned in the at the end. But I could be wrong. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Ghetto is doing some shit IRL, you know? Let me ask you this question. Uh when you first read JJK Zero, did you think that Yuta was going to die? Um, honestly, no. Is it because it's shonen, or did you have other reasons? Partially because it's shonen, and I just felt like, I don't know, like, probably just would have been a waste of his character to kill him off, I feel like, Mm -hmm. story-wise. He's still got... He's got a lot of character development to go through still, you know. I see because I watched season 1 and he's not the main character and you then thought he go, was going to die. 100%. I especially You know he's in the you know he shows up in the second OP in Africa, right? I do now. Um Yeah, like they show him in the second OP like in Africa. Okay. Um, yeah. missed, missed that. Um, that's why you are here. Thank you for, thank you for being my resource. I guess going, maybe, I don't know, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was eight beers deep. Would you have preferred for him to die? No, um, because there's, Utah is going to be the character when he shows up on screen, whether it's season two Everybody's or season, lose their shit. I'm going to nut so hard. I... I I had 
I had so many you expectations. I had so many both, expectations buddy. for Utah, where I thought his character was going to go one way. It goes the other, and I'm like, I like that way way more than what I was thinking. And I, I think that mm-hmm. happened like two or three times at the end, where it was him figuring out that he cursed uh, Rika. I, I, I feel like I'm like over-exaggerating that maybe a little bit, but to me, I just... I thought that like just no, that's that's just stuck. It's definitely meant to be like a, like it's like a damn moment. For yeah, sure, I like, feel like I I like when the characters can be strong and smart and stuff like, and he mm-hmm. kind of gets that vibe. Like Gojo gets that vibe for me as well. Uh, and the Rika moment where he's crying, he's just like, I gotta go. Like I made the promise, and then there's like, nah, dude, like you're fine. It's <laughs> like, yeah, he's just like, Oh no, the girl I love is dead, but it makes sense. And he's just like, Oh I assume shit. He's more, he's probably mourned her for a long time at this point. Yeah. You know? Like he's had his, it's been like what? Three, six, or, I think it was like six, six years. Six yeah. Years. So he's been living with this and he's had his time to like mourn who she was and such. I yeah. I, and I um, like the, the, like the release of like her leaving her like cursed spirit and like moving on was yeah. really well done. I really enjoyed how that was just put together and it just made me like appreciate Utah more where he's the good yeah. guy, but I don't know. It's not, it's, it didn't feel like cookie cutter. It didn't feel generic. It didn't feel, I mean, he's I, a good guy, but based on what he did, he can get shit done as yeah. well. And I appreciate that. Um, I also really liked his moments of tenderness with Rika, like whenever she got had her jealousy moment with Maki, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, treat her more delicate than you would a flower or a butterfly. And yeah. she's like saying, like, please don't hate me. And he's like, I don't hate you. Yeah. Like, because she, she got jealous. And then it's like, don't no, She's one of the good ones. And she's like, oh, like I fucked she's, up. She's the only reason I'm alive right now. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, yeah. I thought that was really sweet. I like his, his, like, even though it's obviously a bit weird, it's meant to be weird because of the situation and everything. I really like him and Rika's relationship. Um, yeah. How do you feel about, do you see anything romantic between Yuta and Maki? No, I, I really hope it's not because it, it, it did seem a little forced with Panda. And obviously it was like, yeah. a, it was like, a, it's like, well, I guess probably in the sense of storytelling, the Toto would be a callback to Panda and like, hey, do you like small boobs or big boobs? Like, we got mm-hmm. that joke in again. And I forgot, I think that was in, I'm trying to remember if I read, uh, read that in Zero, the manga. It was, it was in the prequel too. Okay, yeah. so that's, a, the so in, in the sh- then season one, that's a callback to this. I... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, they have, like, the conflicting personalities, so, like, opposites attract type of thing, where I can kind of see it, but... I like them better as just, like, good friends, honestly. Yeah. Like, like, like um, like, budding head best friends is kind of, like, the vibe I hope that they get, where they spar, they beat the shit out of each other, they argue, but, like, when it's actually, like, crunch time, like, they got each other's back, that's kind of, like, 100%. the vibe I'm hoping for. Yeah. And I, ho- I hope that's the case going forward. Man, I would love, I mean, it would be cool to see, like, a dash of romance, just because I'm a huge, like, uh, romance snob in something like this, whether it's, like, I don't know, uh, like, Yuji and Nobara or something like that, where if, uh, or, I know, like, Biwa is, like, obsessed with Gojo, but, like, that's never gonna happen, but. Can I give you, like, a little breadcrumb? Yes, please, I'm hungry. 
um before the next arc there is probably going to be at least one little bit of romantic comedy based around, based around yuji specifically so that is what we're talking about and now what i will know. also say is it does not involve any of his teammates or anybody you have met before Ooh. which is nice okay I'm a huge it's Nobara. Not forcing, it's not forcing the romance onto like Nobara okay. or anything. So I'm a big Nobara fan. So if and Yuji seems yeah. like a nice guy, so I ship him. But dude, Nobara and Maki is the way. Is the issue? Oh, here. is that is that the like, ship? Is that the ship? That, it's one of them. It's one of them. I like it, but yeah, I don't. There's not really a lot of romance in JJK, so nah. I feel like it's pretty. It's pretty freeform compared to other uh, things that kind of cram the romance yep. in there. Like, ha not having the romance gives the fan base the freedom to just, like, you know, do whatever and not mm -hmm. be, like, shitheads about it. Okay. Uh, so we got, we got, they, yeah. we got, we got those moments out of the way. I thought the fight with, um, Utah and Ghetto was really well done. There's mm -hmm. one, there's one thing, though, that was kind of, like, like, viewing it from, like, a technical point where they're fighting and... Um, Ghetto uses like a snake curse and it's like he like shoots snakes at them and it's so obvious CG compared to the other CG where it stood out to me where I'm like why did why is this low budget compared to everything else that's happening in it dude I honestly didn't even notice it yeah like, I want I kind of want to go back and see that just because I'm sure it probably was obvious but I was just drunk off the hype at that point like <laughs> Because, like, there's so much CG in this, but it, like, meshes with... It's good CG. Like, yeah. All the, like, all the curse effect they use is, like, CG yeah. and stuff. But for, know? like, this one specific curse, it's just... It looks like some, like, I don't know, like, a little low budget. I'm like... It's so weird. Yeah, it was really random. It kind of threw me off, but, like, it didn't, like, affect, like, the fight at all or anything like that. Nappa and random CG, name a better duo. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, like, did you freelance this one specific scene? Like, I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, there's a strong possibility that they freelance that, because Mappa does use a ton of freelance. Oh, yeah, all studios do, but it, it just, but like, stu it stood out. Yeah, even. yeah. It just, it just stood you. out where it was like, why is, what? Okay, and then, I'm like, it, it lasts, like, four seconds, and then it's back to, like, the high-quality stuff. I'm like, all right, like, that's fine. It's just, it kind of came out of nowhere where... Yeah. Uh... I didn't even notice that. That's so weird, because normally I notice pretty jarring CGI. I must have just, like, honestly, I probably was just, like... I wouldn't say jarring. I would just say out of place. Gotcha. Like, not... It's not like, uh, like... Yeah. If it was, like, a yeah. mid-budget show, you probably wouldn't even notice it, but, but because this is higher quality and everything mm -hmm. around it's, like, nice, and then this, like, one snake is just like, huh? <laughs> That, that's all that's all i got from it but how did you feel about like the impact of uh the end i know we touched about it earlier but you know utah wins um he loses rika which maybe is a good thing and then we kind of see the goodbye with gojo and ghetto how do you feel about all that like impact uh i liked it a lot honestly i felt like they did the ending really well um they really didn't miss anything in the ending, from what I can tell, besides for that small translation issue I had. Mm -hmm. And, oh yeah, another thing. The thing that I mentioned earlier about something that they did have thought up in Volume Zero, that they added on. Utah punched... The last 
I like this moment a lot where Yuta is fighting Geto with his katana and he overcharges it with cursed energy to where it shatters. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that Gojo had warned him about earlier. And Geto literally goes, oh, you shouldn't have done that. If you put too much cursed energy into something, it'll, uh, into the vessel, it'll break. Just didn't Gojo tell you, or didn't Satoru tell you that? And he says just a little bit. And then Yuta just gives, like, the most satisfying fucking punch in the face to Geto. Sends him, like, does, like, the whole anime, like, <laughs> yep. spinning on the ground sort of shit. And for some reason, they decided to make this a Black Flash in the movie. And it wasn't... Let me just make sure real quick. Let me just real quick look through this, because I'm 99% sure. Yeah, no, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing to include, I feel. It's not, because it is, they put so much hype behind it in the first season that this is something that, it's like feeling the core of cursed energy. Like, it's getting in touch with the essence of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't think Yuta is capable of that. We see him doing more complicated things in the series. Like, he heals all of his friends, yeah. which is reverse curse technique. Yep. Which is considered an insanely powerful ability to be able to heal other people with it. That's why the Doctor is so strong, because she's naturally gifted at it. Shoko. Um, so it's not really, like, a weird thing. I Like, it's not a negative thing. It's not something that I, I think it's out of character or against the fiction, I should say, for you to, to be able to do a Black Flash. I just... I don't know. It seemed like a kind of odd decision. I'm assuming Gege signed off on it, so it's fine, but I don't know, man. It kind of, That's one thing that I'm not sure... I would like if other uh, people who were kind of more into JJK have comments mm. about that. If you want to like either leave comments on this or hop in the Discord and let me know what you think, because I'm really curious to know what other people who are more into it think. I wonder if it's one of those things that, like, he wrote it as one thing, and then after, like, writing the story, he kind of wanted to, like, go back and yeah, change it type yeah. of thing? Because that definitely happened. That definitely could be it. Because I wonder I wonder if they'll re-release this after the movie and kind of, like, colored oh. it or something to make... Because they have done volume, like, touch-ups mm -hmm. and re-releases of JJK volumes where they add, like, detail and stuff like that. And then, uh, the, like, the goodbye between uh, Ghetto and Gojo. Yeah. I, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of how I feel about that, because... I guess, I don't know. It's, like, one of the things that I don't like about Shonen is just, like, nobody dies. Mm -hmm. And this is just, like, a, a clear moment where somebody should be, like, written out of the story, I felt like. Because, you know... All I gotta say is, uh, read on, or watch yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Like, it might not... Think of it as, like, a hook, yeah. more or less. Like, no, no, I get it. And it's, like, something like Chainsaw Man, where I have... need to have, like, a good reason for yes, why, Yes, yes. Where it's like, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, right now, I don't like it. But if I get more content, I, I could be, like... I, I could obviously change my opinion on it. That's kind of where I'm sitting at. It's, like... Yeah. I need to. I just need more context to like have a better uh, feel. I think you. I think your opinion will change. Okay. Okay. Uh, th that's it's it's not like 
I, I would yeah. hate it if it's never explained. But if it's explained, yeah. I don't know, in a hundred chapters, then that's fine. Like, no worries. Yeah. Like, I get it. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about before we get to, like, ratings and final thoughts and everything like that. Can you please explain to me the after credits? Why okay. Why is Yuta and Kenya chilling with Miguel and what is Gojo doing there? Because to me, I was just like, I literally saw the clip and I was like, what? So you remember how Gojo in season one went off on like a trip overseas and came back with souvenirs? Yes. That's where he went. Okay. Why is um, Utah as, hanging with Miguel? Uh, It kind of gets explained in like a blurb at the end. Uh, But like, so I'm going to just read it. Out. I'll show you this at the end. So they have Miguel at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, those who have read volumes one and two might have noticed that the MVP of the Night Parade of 100 Demons is Miguel. And then it's him saying, good job, me. I did well. And then it has like a little chibi version of Gojo in the background. It says, shortly thereafter, Miguel was thrust into a life of difficulty. So basically, Gojo hunted this man down and was like, I need you to train you to for me like i got to take care of other people can you handle him for me oh so they just like he just like lets it slide like the whole that the that whole like fight sequence with him just like no hard feelings could you tra- could you train my pupil that that kind of like the context of it then am i am yeah i, I mean right? the thing about it is is that they were like a religious family sort of deal so with their leader with gojo believing their leader is dead he doesn't and they, I'm pretty sure that they think he's dead too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, he has no reason not to trust Miguel, is the thing. And also, uh, Yuta is strong enough to where he could take him on if it came down to it. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That that makes way more sense. I was just a little confused, but I was also, you know, I was. He also doesn't seem like that bad of a guy apart nah, from he does it. King no, he doesn't. ghetto, honestly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> No, for sure. And I, I was eight beers in, so I, you know, my mind's were elsewhere. So whatever, th- whatever you two was eating at the end, I want that shit. Badly. Hell yeah, it looked oh. tasty as fuck. Yummy, yummy. Um, yeah. I think we covered the movie. I think we should get to our final thoughts. I want you, I want you to go last because okay, I want to yeah, hear. I'm actually really curious to hear your final thoughts first. Okay, we didn't touch on this either, but I thought I do like the mix of comedy that they do in this show. But how they handled it in the first half was way too many, um, like the the pause, and then let's do some comedy elements. I, there's like a scene where like in the in the classroom where, you know, like the, Gojo didn't explain to the students like who Utah was, and they, they kind of just like you didn't tell him that, and then Gojo's like doink, uh, I forgot, like that type of comedy. They do that like four times in the first half. And to me, that was just, like, a little bit too much where I didn't, it, it it just didn't work. It was, like, the same joke over and over and over again. So I had some a- issues with that in the first half. And the the pacing in the first half was a little slow. I was a little bored at some point. I understand, like, it's needed for the background, but I felt like they could have done some things where either, like, cutting it or um, just changing some things around, I felt like it could have been handled better. But then again, it's it's like early work yeah. and they're adapting it from the manga. So it's not like yeah. too big of a critic. It's just something where I've seen other movies handle it yeah. better, I, I guess. Mean, whenever I go into Shonen, for the most part, I don't really expect like comedic genius, I feel, yeah. you know. But I can agree with that. I thought the panda scene was pretty funny, like with him asking, like with him getting the 
you know eureka moment where he's like you to come here yeah. now yeah, yeah, like, yeah i thought that was pretty funny in general uh obviously the toto stuff was really funny with him talking about how tamako chan was tamako chan was going to be on for christmas eve mm-hmm. like they had some good moments but i agree that, like, that could, see it, that that was fine because it's not like it was like it was like dialogue whatever comedy scene and then they mm. continued on the 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 issue i had in the, the first half the scene to tell a joke yeah it, yeah. it really wasn't and they did it like back to back to back to back to back um maybe not that many times but it was a consecutive kind of like the maybe same joke. was trying to like lighten the like 100 like a 100%. light in the mood moment because he just showed like showed four people getting crammed into a locker and a mm-hmm. young girl getting ran over by a car yeah <laughs> also those guys those four guys in the locker i don't know how they didn't die i feel like he was suffocated they did. no they didn't they didn't no they said that it says that they were gravely injured but they state Doesn't that gravely injured mean they, they state that the, the the four dudes don't die in the movie. Yeah, they, they oh. definitely say that they don't die. But I feel like Utah probably would have went to prison or something. I don't know. Um, back to my final thoughts. Yeah. Um, OK, uh, the second half yeah, was I definitely thought they just fucking died. I, I okay. see. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people did, too. But I remember I they think, showed all the blood. They showed like, all the blood coming out. And they, but they, like, ex- like, they explicitly stated like in the second half somewhere that like he's never like killed somebody before or like Rika's never killed somebody before. This like the four dudes that were used. He got bullied from were just gravely injured. And so I was just like, oh, they got stuffed into a locker and lived. Okay, like whatever. It's yeah, it fine. does just say severe injuries yeah. in the manga too. So, mm. huh? Yeah. It's so that is honestly, they definitely should be dead. Yeah, they should be. They should be super dead. Um, the <laughs> second, the second half of the movie is everything I wanted it to be. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed seeing Utah step up to like the main character status that he is. It makes me appreciate him so much more. Makes me want to. I mean, like, for me, would I think if Utah shows up again, it's going to be like must watch for me. Where it, it JJK goes from incredible shonen to like next gen god tier shonen. Like, I think it has the cast and characters to do that, and with more content, I think it can elevate to that level. So the second half of Zero is just what it, it, this is like. What I love about JJK, it it doesn't feel cookie cutter. It doesn't feel bland. It didn't feel predictable or formulaic. Um, other than like the good guy winning, sure, that's fine. That's what happens in a lot of stories. But other than that, just how they emphasize the power like system that they use, but also give me the background on how everything worked and how his training was a little fast paced. But like I get it because they gave me context of his bloodline being like. The, yeah. the three highest, like, it, it makes sense in the context. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they threw those little snippets in. That way I can understand the context more. That being said, I thoroughly enjoyed JJK Zero. It was a blast. I had so much fun at the movie theater. If I had to give this a rating out of 10, I would say it's a very solid 8 out of 10. I had a great time. I liked it a little less than the series, but it was... It's what I expected from, like, a prequel. I don't think I expected, like, a prequel to, like, blow my mind, but it gave me the context of me wanting more from what we're seeing in the continuing yeah. season. So I think I think it's a solid eight. Yeah. Um, I agree with, like, most of what you said, honestly. Uh, obviously, you know, I hope our listeners could tell by now, but I am a huge JJK homer. 
if Johnny wasn't taking up that ye old Gojo fan art spot in the banner, <laughs> that would be me right there. Because, you know, I actually read this shit. But whatever, well, he's, he's, not, he's not Gojo. You can be Gojo for the next one. Oh, is... No, is he's, he um, um, the, the, the... Oh, he's wolf, Megumi. He's, he's Wolf Megumi. Boy, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> I love you, by the way, Johnny, if you listen to this. I don't think you listen to these. No, nah, I don't think he does. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but to my actual review, I really enjoyed it. It was a great, uh, like, they adapted it really well, apart from, like, like I said, like, the three very minor adaptation changes I had. And one of them is, like, translation stuff. So who knows what is the actual words for it? Um I agree the first half could have been done a bit better. It was a, a tad slow. Um, I thought that... I'm honestly not going to really talk much about the first half, I feel, because it really was adapted pretty one-to-one -one from the manga, mm -hmm. I feel. Um, the second half, I wish that we would have gotten... I kind of wanted them to, like, speed up the first half a little bit more so we could stretch out some parts of the second half a bit more. Like I said, getting, like, the... Like, seeing Toto boogie-woogie would have been fucking sick. Yeah. To see him boogie-woogie that massive creature that showed up, that kaiju, more or yeah, less. Yeah, that Nanami smokes. Um, honestly, they also mentioned that uh, Yuta took place in, like, the the games that his year two and like took out everybody during the fighting part. So that would have been kind of sick to see as well. Um, I don't know. Like most of my wishes for it are just, it's like more bonus content. More yeah. Or less, which says a lot, you know, yeah. like they already added quite a bit of pretty solid stuff, especially like the Rika and Yuta background story. It was nice to see that animated. I agree that whenever you, uh, if we see Yuta again in the series, it's going to be super hype. I feel like people are going to be debating Yuta versus Yuji for a while. Yeah. Uh, even though two kings should be able to live in peace. Hey, um, hey if uh, Boji and Daida can, like, come on, man. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was great to see Gojo and Geto animated like that. Uh, I was shocked they added the breakup scene, but it was pretty well done. But like you said, I can't like I'm I'm a homer, but I'm not gonna give it a ten because it like you said it didn't really blow my mind entirely. I was very satisfied, but it didn't explode my head like I kind of I had hyped myself up to be for better or for worse just because I think I did too. I am. I think I did too. <laughs> so. I think for my final score, I am going to go ahead and give it a 9 out of 10. I think that's respectable. It's at like an 8.6 on Mal, so even even us out, we're right there. And I think that's like, yeah. you, you gave season 1 a 10, right? Yeah. Okay, and I gave it a 9, so that kind of makes sense of like our scoring system. So, yeah, I get it. it it's like done a bit better. Yeah, it's I would it so good. I, I would recommend this to anybody who like watched, who is a fan of this. Like, there, in no way was this like... Honestly, I would recommend to people who haven't seen JJK. I feel like you could watch this without watching JJK and still. The the have only a good thing, because there was a, I, I went with a buddy of mine who has this is his first time seeing JJK. He never saw the series. Okay. This is, 
And when the scene where, like, the other class shows up with, like, Toto and them... Yeah, the, uh, that's gonna be lost, because it's yeah. like, who the fuck are these people? Like, like the, the audience gasp and like cheered and he's just like looking around like should i like did i miss something i'm like no that's from that's season fair one. there is a lot of fan honestly there is a lot of fan service maybe yeah i would say probably watch the first season before if you're gonna yeah i, okay. I when you I, put it like, when you put it like that because i'm definitely looking at it from somebody who like I know all these characters by mm-hmm. name and like what their favorite food is and shit like that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think I would definitely lean season one, and then if if that sticks with you, because I can honestly yeah. see people watching like the prequel and be like, that was fine, and like not wanting to get invested into the show. Where I think we're both in agreement that the series is a, 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 like maybe just like one step above this. Where yeah. I think that's where ho- it hooks people is the yeah. series itself and then coming back and revisiting more content is something that I prefer doing, but mm-hmm. I mean, to each their own, how, however you, I would like to see them do like another movie for sure. I feel yeah. like they probably will, but I'm not sure what arc they would go for it with. Honestly, how long is the is Shibuya that... arc? It's pretty long. Okay. Like, um, I don't know. How do you feel like kind of, we can talk about this off pod if you want, but I'm kind of ah, curious, I'm, I'm... like, how do you feel about the new sort of trend in animating arcs as movies instead of having, like, filler movies? Uh, I'm a huge fan of the experience of going to theaters. So to And if it guarantees more content, I'm always for it. Especially, I mean, I would really like it if, you know, the animators got paid more when Demon Slayer makes yeah. $500 million. Like, hey, how about you pay your uh, animators a living salary? That would be nice to see if that can kind of, like... Because it's changing the landscape. Like, how anime started was to be a advertisement for the manga, and now that's not the case anymore. And now we're seeing, mm-hmm. ever since Mugen Train came out, it literally changed the landscape. It shifted the entire landscape. The entire yeah. landscape. We're only going to get more movies, and I hope that leads to higher wages. Because, like, you know, if you pay your workers more money, they work You're gonna harder. You're going to get better quality. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, like, proven, like, over countless sites. So it's, like... I just hope that we can get like more content for not even big shows like JJK, but even other shows that may be not as popular. Uh, I mentioned Shirobako earlier. I mean, that's a show about making anime that got a movie. Violet Evergarden got a movie. Konosuba gets a movie. You mean that Isaac movie. Oh my God. That'd be so, Oh, that would be, it'd be perfect. That'd be perfect perfect for a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, if if it can guarantee more content, I'm all for it. I know a lot of people don't like it. I one of my buddies put up like a poll, like yes or no, do you like this? And it, he had like a hundred votes, and it was uh exactly fifty fifty. So wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's like I understand the other side of it. Like I think a lot of anime viewers just enjoy watching it on their couch mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Where I definitely do. <laughs> and, and, but someone like me, like if I can, if I can go every six weeks, two months to an anime movie or something like that. I would love it. I would love it so yeah. much, but yeah. I'm, I'm not, not everybody's like that. So I think it's kind of like a double edged sword too, a little bit, because on the one hand you do get, you know, great budget and great visuals in these movies, but I don't want every anime studio to save like every good arc to be like animated because of, while animation is great, like, while movies are great, I also like having, thing, like, the pacing of things stretched out in those, like, you know, however many episodes. Mm. Yeah. 
It's the, definitely the... going to be a fine balancing act, and I feel like we're probably going to see somebody fuck it up soon and have like a terribly paced yeah. movie arc. Thank God, like the Seven Deadly Sins movie was like a Netflix exclusive because if I went and saw that in a movie, that would ruin my movie going experience. So I was like, oh, if Jesus. if the quality is there. It's fine. It's like, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a ticking time bomb waiting to happen where we don't get this major dud. It's kind of just like n- not going to happen again. But um, I don't know. I'm I just intrigued. It's like, only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we get, we're getting like the Fruits Basket movie that's coming up. I'm hoping that's like a theatrical release. Um, I'm assuming that, that came out in Japan already. In Japan. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Western. Um, yeah. 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 I'm assuming like I Attack on Attack on too. Titan is going to be a movie. Um, yeah, that's going. That's going to make eight lo- trillion dollars. Movie too. Odd Taxi. I d- I feel like that's not going to be theatrical though, just because oh, okay. it's um, it's like eighty five percent of the same story just in movie form. Well, or so it, the Fruits Basket movie is a retelling. It's a pre. It's a prequel. No, it yeah, has the- prequel and it has prequel and epilogue stuff added, but it's actually a retelling of the main story. No, it's no, it's about her. It's about Toru's mom, mom and dad. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's about her her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Fruits Basket movie is definitely about her uh, Toru's parents and how they meet and then how they have Toru and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they uh, might have released a recap movie too. There might be a recap movie. Sure. Like it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, the movie. Yeah, okay, the, the, that's I'll, a lot better because I remember I got really excited to hear about that. But yeah, yeah, the movie is oh, literally called okay. Fruits Basket Prelude. So I hope it's not a retelling. Uh, what? based oh, upon sh- Natsuki's Fruits Basket manga series, it is centered around Toru Honda's parents, accompanied by a digest episode of the anime series narrated oh. by Kyo, and a brand new story about Toru and Kyo. You know what? I, I think I based it off of, like, the PVs, and, No, um, I don't blame you, because the, fu- that, tri- that poster they released was incredible, like, yeah. with them in the, the footsteps the in the, in the, the footsteps, beach, yeah. yeah, oh, god, okay. Well, we're ranting now. We are ranting. Um, I enjoyed JJK Zero was great. Go see that. Really, that really, movie, really good. Guys. Like, uh, I love I love doing these bonus episodes. We did the last one was SAL Progressive. So if you've seen that yeah. movie and haven't seen a review, go check that out. I'm looking forward to doing more. Quince one is going to be fun. Oh, the Quince movie! Oh, I can't wait. Oh, definitely getting Miles on that since he's read all of the manga. I think like twice. Um, That'll probably get in on that too, won't he? I, I think I like Quince. Pat Pat likes Quince for sure. I think it, yeah. that's going to be a, a rumble because yeah, for for okay. reasons for reasons I'm not okay. Going to we say. can we can talk about it off camera. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so is like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are listening slash watching us on. If you want to hear me or if you want to see me and Jay's beautiful face, and you're not watching us on YouTube. We have a YouTube. If you're sick of seeing me and Jay's face, we have audio-only versions wherever podcasts are available. Um, tomorrow, we have another episode dropping of Funny Girl Senpai and the movie, and then after that, we get our April Fool's episode, which I cannot wait. I can't wait to... That one's going to be a blast. I'm not spoiling yet what yeah, we're doing so for April Fool's, but it's going to be a good time, so check us out when that happens. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace.